The time has come. Turn your speakers up. You are now listening to the Business of Your Mind podcast with Felipe Barganier. Brought to you by Gab International. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? This is Felipe Barganier with the Business of Your Mind podcast. Man, look, man, we are about to blow your mind. I know when y'all saw that that intro, like y'all, I'm, I'm pretty sure y'all probably were dancing in your seats, you know, maybe, you know, a little bit of, you know, like it was Uncle Luke playing or something, you know, I, we, that beat is for a reason. We are committed to making sure that we are bringing you crazy energy, crazy, crazy guests, but basically things that are going to help you get your mind right. Because at the end of the day, we're all going through enough. We all got things that we could be worried about. But at the end of the day, as long as you got your mind right, you are good. And this topic we're going to talk about today, I know everybody like evolution. We're talking about dinosaurs. What are we talking about? Like evolution like what what a lot of people don't realize about evolution and I don't want to talk about any any political candidates or anybody else or anything else but not everybody is evolved mentally the same way and once you realize that it allows you to show up in the world totally different because you start to realize that not everybody is able to handle everything because everybody is not on the same evolutionary path or or they're not evolved to the same level. And I have been in relationships. I'm pretty sure you've probably been like, man, this person, well, why they why they act like they five years? <laughs> why they act like they five? Why they, you know, why, why this person, but then you got a five-year-old to act like they're 45, you know? So... This show and everything that we are about to do. Now, y'all have seen Dr. Manny before on here. You know, the man is a, I believe he's a certified genius. He just don't tell nobody. And he probably is. He probably smiled like, yeah, my bag. I should have, I probably should have told him that, you know. But the brother is just an amazing person, man. And just one of the smartest dudes that I know. And we, he, you know, we had him on before and everybody went crazy because like the man is going to blow your mind. Oh, yeah. And we're going to get him to do the. He already know what time it is. I'm and my mind up. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes, man. Welcome back to the show, brother. Bro, it's always a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on. Man, they talk evolution of mind. How'd I do? How'd I do? I, I jumped <laughs> right there in you go. There it. you go. There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. You go, man. Demonstrate <laughs> <laughs> initiative at all times. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you, though, fam. It's good to see you. It's, it's good to see you, too, man. And it's, you know, the first time that I realized that there was a thing called mental evolution was actually, I'm not going to mention the person but I will mention that it was when I was in a relationship. We ended up going to counseling. And 
one of our other guests, Dr. Rodney Jackson, came uh, mentioned that this person was still operating with their reptilian brain, the fight or flight. And it dawned on me then, this was a while ago, that, wait a minute, you mean to tell me that age really ain't nothing but a number? <laughs> Somebody's age does not mean a hill of beans to where they really are mentally. And a lot of us are walking around entertaining people and things that just, they aren't evolved to that point. And I don't, and I know we're going to talk about this, but one thing that I want everybody to walk away with tonight is that you may be that person. <laughs> you may, you may not be that person, but hopefully after this episode, it will allow you to interact with those people in your life that you're like, man, this person and you'll have more empathy for this person because it's not about judging people because we don't know what type of trauma or whatever this person may have gone through that has caused them to sometimes can people regress, Dr. Manning? Absolutely. Into, Absolutely. And we'll get into that as well. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, you know, they may have regressed to that state or just never evolved because of, you know, upbringing or whatever, or, you know, some people are just childish. So, with that being said, man, uh, can you just talk 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 a little bit at this point about uh, about mental evolution? What is mental evolution, and how and how and and how does that play a factor into how, into how we all interact and show up day to day? The way I think of mental evolution is the process that each of us goes through as we become more adaptive to our current environment because evolution is about competing against natural selection even basic evolution is about that whatever's going on you know predator prey dynamics so when we're talking about mental evolution we're talking about keeping up with the current landscape keeping up with um predator prey dynamics again we we can either be in combative or competitive relationships competing for resources or as we become more evolved we either have cooperative yet playfully competitive relationships we're able to do stuff like play storytelling foresight impulse control uh deep empathy and all these things come to the have gotten to the point where they can control how your entire system is being uh transcribed and so evolution of mind at this point is really about your ability to access stuff in your mind that your resources it's a, and it's about being able to be so present um, and so connected because the purpose of mind is to connect you to the outside reality. And we, our reality has evolved to be a social reality. So our latest evolution is empathy and self-transcendence, which most of you will know as Maslow's hierarchy, getting all the way to the top and getting beyond uh, yourself. Mm. Man. Is that a good start? I mean, I just, I just. Yeah, see. man, that is the man. We're about to dig deep. Land. <laughs> yeah, we're about to. <laughs> we're about to get deep. So, so with that, when you're, when you're trying to figure out where 
you are. Let's let's start there because I don't want to point the fingers, yeah. but yeah. are people able to find out where they are? When they're willing to see it. Mm. <laughs> Once you're willing to see it, you can find where you are. Until you're willing to see it, you will store your current position uh, in the process through ego narration, storytelling, pretending, uh, procrastinating, perfectionism, workaholism, substance use, maladaptive relationships. You'll do these ego-based uh, self-sabotage dances, and you won't see the ultimate you because you'll be trying so hard that you won't be allowing the part of you that would, ex- um, that would express naturally to show. Mm. And <sighs> so how do you get so... I mentioned before that, you know, I was, you know, in a relationship and we ended up going to counseling and the person was just H-E double hockey sticks bent on believing something about me. Yeah. Believing that I was cheating and all kind of crazy stuff. Right. And like, and it was like the most difficult situation to be in because this person really believed that. Yeah. They really believed it. And in counseling, the the therapist ended up basically going, look, man, Felipe, you didn't do anything. This this person, I'm not trying to make sure I name no names, has not evolved yeah. mentally past their reptilian teenage yeah. brain. Yeah. Yeah. And a person does that. Yeah, so even micro trauma, even cultural trauma. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh yeah, specifically um when we're dealing with people of color, uh people who uh haven't had a chance to reach certain uh exposure to certain things due to like, you know, natural dysfunctional middle class or higher and even upper middle class uh opportunities. You know, mm. we all live in a story and the story is based on where we from roll of the dice or from feet are born into. You know, from that position, we have the opportunity to expand our awareness to the extent that those around us have expanded their awareness and have uh, acquired beliefs about how much knowledge is safe to have. Mm. You know, if, you, if you're in a tribe where having too much knowledge makes you a threat to the king and his queen is like off with your head, then in that situation, it's not adaptive to stand out from whatever the norm is. And if the norm happens to be vibrating at a at a lower frequency, and by frequency, I like the metaphor for consciousness, you know, um, a less evolved, less advanced frequency, then it, that's more adaptive to, to be. Yeah. Mm. Part of the evolution process is to be aware. You begin your evolution when you decide to know the truth of who you are and what you're capable of. Uh, and that's challenging because the most important part of developing that awareness is having courage. And the reason the courage is so important is that uh, ego is activated by fear. And once your ego is activated, you're no longer in the present. You're not in the truth. You're either the story from the past or story from the future. One of the most powerful things that evolve in mind is the ability to imagine the past in the present. And the ability to imagine the future in the present and make decisions based off of there. Mm. And as we evolved, we were we learned the ability to not only know individual things 
and know their behaviors in certain contexts, but to be able to project forward and know individual people and to predict their behaviors in context, who is of integrity, who can we count on to be where they said they would be at the time that they said they would be there, prepared with the right attitude, and how can we collaborate with them? You know, this is the nature of ultimately the evolution of man is the evolution, and I don't mean man by gender, the evolution of humans is the evolution, yeah, yeah the evolution from uh, codependent or heavily dependent to independent and to interdependent. It's mm. interdependency that allows each individual to make their most progress because once you connect mentally into the larger architecture, then you're able to rest and find your place, your lane, your zone of expertise, and you're able to focus like a laser and specialized labor. You're able to know your worth. You don't distract yourself with stuff like overcompensating uh, mm. or perfectionism or self-sabotage because these are these are old behaviors. Instead, right. you, you express yourself in healthy ways through sublimation, intellectualization, and these healthy ways of being that allow those who are around you to benefit. And then you get included in groups that are moving forward together. And that's that's the ultimate nature of finding the truth of who you are and letting the system take care of the rest. That's that's the nature of evolution, saving energy by not fighting to, to row upstream all the time. You know, that's that's efficiency. And that's the Agility. Whew. My brain hurt y'all. Hold on, let me hold on. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're good, man. But you're speaking my language right now because you know I'm big on energy. And part of what you're talking about is really energy because it's 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 attraction has to do with that, you know, what you attract, you know. Um, you know, so I'm I'm real big on that. So as it relates to this topic of evolution and mental evolution, what impact does one's lineage or family factor into that? A whole bunch. Because when we're talking about mental evolution, we're talking about the structure of the story that you have within you biographically, you know, so your inner story, the story you tell yourself, their inner child. And we're talking about the environment within which you find yourself because if you're someone who's brilliant in an environment where they're not able to understand the brilliance, you're a dead man. You know, that's the guy mm. who's got his head in the cloud daydreaming all the time. You know, your ability to, um, uh, and I call it tribe of origin, like where you were born into, your ability to take the programming, the cultural indoctrination that happened where you were born, and to move through that without letting yourself be convinced that this is all you're capable of. You, you know, you can go as far as your family went, you can go as far as you, they went with their stories, but when you get to a certain point, the ability to take the stories and be flexible with them has to do with your temperament, you know, your personality, the accumulation of events that you've had in life and how those have impacted you. You know, if, if all these years you've been told you're, you're not nothing, you'll never amount to nothing, and you actually believed it because it came from those closest to you, then you got a lot more limiting beliefs and emotional baggage to work through when it's time to hit the next level in your process. You're, you're, you're going to have to work mm. harder to self-actualize because your natural habits are going to be to tumble to lower frequencies, lower levels of consciousness, that reptilian, amygdala, reactive, animal, limbic consciousness. Mm. So, so is that, so if, you, if, you, if you're in a relationship with somebody and 
I mean, shoot, forget relationship. If you just have any <laughs> human relationship with yeah. anybody and you're constantly seeing yourself either with the same type of person or with the, or constantly finding yourself feeling less than or feeling like you need to self-sabotage yourself. What I'm, Correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing is that a lot of that could be because of that social conditioning of, of being in that tribe or that family unit. So you are trying to limit yourself mentally <laughs> by self-sabotaging yourself because you don't want to see your, you're not trying to go to a certain height because, and I, I'm not going to lie. I was there, y'all. I was there when I first started my business. Uh, I started making all this money. The rest of my uh, friends were in uh, uh, graduate school. And I was like, ah, I don't need graduate school. Let me let me go ahead and, you know, and start my business. And I started making all this money. I was like, man, I started feeling guilty. So it's it's that's that's kind of what we're talking about on 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 some level. So what do you do if you find yourself if if somebody's watching right there and they're going, man, I think he's talking to me. You know, yeah. Like how when you how when you're in church and you're like, man, the pastor, <laughs> it's a pastor following me around. Yeah. He's speaking to me today. Hold on. You know, so somebody might have, somebody might be having an epiphany or or one of those moments while they're listening, you know, to the podcast. Like, so what do you do if you go, oh, that's exactly what I'm doing? Like, what do you do if you realize that you have not mentally evolved? What what are some practical steps that, that, that somebody can take? Make a decision whether you choose to evolve or not. Not everyone chooses to evolve. A lot of people spend their entire lives within, um, you know, and they'll never wander off the Ponderosa, so to speak. They'll stay mm-hmm. within uh, the smallness. And honestly, they might grow to be a big fish in a small pond, and that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people spend their entire lives within the illusion. They never break free from ego and even at the moment of death you know they still remain within the ego narration now if Mm. you find yourself being unhappy where you are believing that you're capable of more feeling understood by the people that are surrounding you feeling frustrated by the things that you're doing then it's time to ask yourself what else could i be doing and why am i not doing it and then you want to ask yourself Mm. what are my old habits that i'm doing that are keeping me stuck here and how much do I value those habits? How much is how big the payoff from sleeping in? How big is the payoff from being at the club uh, on nights that you should be at home working? You know, how, how big is the payoff from hitting the snooze button? How big is the payoff from, from drinking, from smoking, from womanizing? Whatever things that you're doing that may be viscerally pleasant, but aren't moving you towards being a whole person. And that's... Mm. Um, um, you know, anything that you're using to fill the void instead of to eliminate the void, um, then that's the time to start looking at, start looking there. When you get to the point where mm. you're like, you know, I'm doing these things and they don't give me joy anymore. And, you know, mm. and then as they start to bore you, you'll start wondering what else is out there. And what you'll find is that when you start to be more curious about what's inside you, that 
as you explore, you'll be able to see and experience more what's out here. Then, then, then the curiosity emerges. You know, it's a, it's a mm. curiosity. It's, it's not a drive. It's not a go get it. Like a lot of us came up in the grind era of entrepreneurship, you know, rising grind, you know, I'll sleep right. when I'm dead. You know, I, I, I came up with software startups uh, after I transitioned from psychiatry to like uh, software engineering and building virtual worlds. And during that time, we, we like slept at our computer if we had to, because we just felt like the money was right around the corner. Mm. But at the same time, we weren't expanding. Mm. You know, there was always there was always this feeling like I wasn't spending enough time alone without feeling lonely or compelled or obsessive or behind the clock. I wasn't creating enough time when I just um, just breathed and thought about the fact that breathing alone was a gift. And then from there, realizing, okay, what are some other things? What are some other gifts that I want to give myself in the quiet, in the dark, you know? Um, and then the reflection, introspection kicks in when you stop running away from yourself and um, uh, your solitude. Um, mm. And then from there, you start really listening to the stories you tell yourself and you realize, okay, these are stories from a, a younger time. You know, these are stories that other people told me about myself when I was too scared to pick up a pencil and write my own story. You know, if someone told you you would never amount to something because they didn't understand the value or even the vision of what you wanted to amount to to see the value in it, then in their universe, until you grab the pen from them and write your story, you will never amount to nothing because all the things you know you can be within your mind, you haven't put them out somewhere where people can come together and help you um, collaborate with you and help you bring it to fruition, which is evolution. Yeah, mm. we, we, we're, humans are not the strongest, fastest animals. We didn't, you know, we didn't start tackling saber-toothed <laughs> tigers and biting them with all. Right, right, right. We got together in groups of 20, 50, and we chased that bad boy down. We right. exhausted certain animals. We, we put rings around them, we held hands. Uh, until the animal panicked, freaked out, fell, ran in circles. You know, whatever strategies we use, none of those strategies would have come to fruition or come to be until we evolved to the point of being able to see the ideas that others are sharing with us uh, from a selfless enough perspective to see the value that they see it from their view. And then hmm. again, step into our perspective and see the value that we see it from our view and realize that two are not mutually exclusive. And so we can support each other mm. and synergistically get where we want to get faster and in ways that we couldn't alone. Mm. So that sounds like almost like, like tribe, like it's it so absolutely tribe. Okay. It's the difference. Yeah. You know, the point we are in our evolution right now is we want to understand that tribes exist in multiple forms. We used to be geographical tribes. We used to be religious tribes. Now we're internet tribes. Now you find a place mm. where you feel like you belong uh, and you stop surfing random places on the internet. You you focus your attention, you know, go where you, grow where you're watered, you know, <laughs> go where you feel beautiful. Mm. Uh, find a couple of groups that fit your aspects of your identity. Um, spend less time just, you know, on random broad Twitter, whatever the culture is, the, the zeitgeist is surfing on. You know, start pursuing groups of people who think like you 
and who value the way you think and are willing to challenge you to take your thinking to the next level because they've been there and mm. they believe you can get there. That's evolution. Yeah, that's the true evolution. When you realize that you can be a member of multiple tribes and you realize that tribes are a mental construct. And as such, all you got to do is grab the right book, join the right Facebook group, uh, be on the phone with the right person, show up at the right events and be true to yourself, who you are and where you are in your journey. And your tribe will gravitate towards you and you will find yourself supported and you will find yourself catapulting forward through the use of mirror neurons which are like the super highway of information in your body for reading other people's minds, basically, once you take the time to understand your own mind. Whew. Man, that is, that's some, that's some heavy stuff right there, man. When I sit here just, just thinking about the many ways that, you know, People talk about, you know, uh, you are the sum of the five people that you hang around the most. You know, uh, you are strong as the weak, as your weakest link. Mm -hmm. All of these things go right back to tribe and evolution. And I personally, this is just me. I feel like humanity right now is in another ever and is, is evolving to another level as it relates to the understanding of things like energy yep. of being able to really like you hear all the stuff about manifestation and you know the power of the subconscious mind and and a lot of a lot of us are now really realizing that wait a minute this mind can do way more than we can even phantom that it can yep. do yep and you have to be at a certain point mentally to even grasp that yep. because now you're putting a lot more faith in the power of your mind and the evolution yep. of it so with that as you're interacting with clients and you see that um they're stuck or maybe they have to get out of a situation where, you know, it is their environment. I mean, if you grow up in a place where people shooting every night or doing dope or whatever, like you might not, it, it might not be safe for you to evolve, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So in a situation like that, so how do you, if you encounter that, and, and of course in evolution, just so everybody's clear, Mental evolution has nothing to do with the amount of money you got, none of that. Like, that has nothing to do with any of this. Because you got a bunch of, you have rich idiots, wealthy idiots, poor idiots, poor people that are not evolved mentally so they can't grasp it. I don't mean to use the word idiot, but y'all, hey, we all know some idiots. So, like, you know, don't, don't shoot me if you want of them. Don't, please don't shoot me. But um, you have to get to a point to where you understand that the amount of money you have, your success. Now, what I will say about success, your mind plays a huge part in my opinion, 
if you're doing things the right way. Now, if you're out here robbing people and stealing money, yeah, okay, you successful, I guess. <laughs> Some people's eyes, because you got paper, but you stole all of it. I'm talking about how, how functioning people like entrepreneurs, people that are out here creating, that takes a lot of mental energy for you to create something, something like an Amazon. You know, for you to create something out of thin air, that takes a lot of mental fortitude and mental evolution plays a huge part of that. So with that being said, I know I just went all the way left with this, but um, so if somebody is in an environment where do you ever advise, do you, if you find out that somebody, okay, that they're living in a very dangerous place and them having that fight or flight is actually <laughs> key to them being able to survive. Yeah. Like, what do you do in a situation like that? Or is or, or is that even a thing? Like, you know, is there... A... Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> a lot of uh, the people I work with uh, are in dark places. Uh, mm. either, either dark places because they've had aspects of life fall apart. Uh, maybe because of addiction, take them to dark places. Uh, mm. Some people, and you know, some people, their sex addiction takes them to the part of town that they their old neighborhood, so to speak. You know what you're talking um, about, Willis. What part of town is that, sir? You know, you know it's, it's um, the thing about it is um, a, a lot of folks who have earned the money uh, and the status, but haven't done the healing to be whole. They continue to be drawn to the places like the old neighborhood, the place where mm. you know they could impress people because. You know, they, they live on the other side of town now. But and people, right. people who are in survival mode consider if you're living like that, you must not have any other problems. Ironically, when we get to a point where we have uh, the opportunity for abundance, if we have a scarcity mindset, we find that we project scarcity into whatever we have. You mm. know, when if you could be making whatever amount and you'll find yourself still living beyond your means and you will be in chase mode where your next deal is make it, break it, life or death could lose everything, you know? Mm. So part of the evolution process, if you're in a bad situation, is to realize that at your core, there's nothing wrong with you. If you truly tune into what's inside you and you find a way to turn it into an art, an expression of yourself, and that art could be boxing, the art could be painting, the art could be writing lyrics, the art could be origami, the art could be something none of us ever thought of. Mm. You know? So if you go in there, you find that thing and you pour your energy into it. And my mentors call it uh, rage from rage to mastery. It's when something is calling, you don't know why. And it's not what's calling everybody else because, you know, um, you know, fast cars are calling everybody else. Women flirting are calling everybody else. You know, music banging your head at the club, that can call everybody else. But when you're alone in the quiet and you're not looking to do the things that will look good to everyone else, there will be something that calls you intrinsically, like a, a quiet inner voice. And the more time you spend with that inner voice, the louder it gets and the less appealing the noise outside sounds other than when the noise outside is from people who can hear the same music as you can. Mm. And what emerges then, especially in the age of the internet, is you, you develop an aspirational tribe. You find a group of people that when you go on Twitter, they pop up. 
on Facebook, on Instagram, you know, and you might just, when you go to certain forums, they're there too, because they're interested in the same things as you are. And from there, you have an opportunity to use that passion to climb from wherever you are. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying this as someone who's had an easy way. I've had experiences where I've lost everything and had to rebuild. I've right. lost everything at times in my life and going to two year depressions where all I could do was lay still, you know? But what you realize is when you have nothing, you want to be clear on why you want what you want so that mm -hmm. you don't need to have everything in the world. You don't need to impress people to feel good. You just need right. to see yourself in the process of manifesting, of walking in your purpose, of connecting with your why, of adding value to the world by being your most authentic self. Mm. Yeah, at the same time, if people are coming to kill you, you got to be ready. You got to have a survival mode on deck, <clears throat> you know, because you never know when whatever you got in your past won't be coming back. Don't be stupid. <laughs> Sorry. This is this is reality. I mean, if you know, you got things you've done in your past, the, the connections you had in your past, the circumstances, the people you've you've had beef with in the past, that stuff doesn't disappear. So just be aware as you're traveling on this journey that you need to establish enough social status to not be the person that everyone goes to beat on. Yet, don't try to have enough status where you end up in the box all the time trying to build a street grid. You know, you, you got to find that that space between what you truly want to do and not letting the circumstances become your fate. Mm. So you mean that we can't evolve to a, to a place where we become like Neo and start, start, you know, start dodging bullets and stuff, you know, if our past uh, come back, we just... <laughs> <laughs> That's a longer discussion. Uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh. Uh <laughs> Thought the minute discussion. I found the... <laughs> Dr. Manning, I found the secret, y'all. Dr. Morpheus is on. We got, we got Dr. Morpheus on here, y'all. Yeah, ironically, the nature of limiting beliefs is that we've been told for so long that there's certain things we can't do that even joking about them makes people nervous, you know, and unless it's other people who know how to do them. So, <laughs> so what's funny about what you just said, brother? Mm hmm all jokes aside, so anybody that has watched me on my path to where I am, where I've been, where I've come from, that has seen it, will tell you my tunnel vision is crazy. My tunnel vision is where I manifest everything. I get tunnel vision if it's a woman that I want. Look, that tonal vision, she's she gonna be like, ain't, ain't even worried about it. Ain't even worried because the tonal vision is gonna droop. Same thing with business. And I remember when I was, uh, I, got a, I got a good friend of mine's uh, named Cater. He was my first roommate. We both worked at Best Buy together. Uh, and at the time, I had created this uh, grocery delivery concept. And I was like, man, I need a computer. And two days later, he went to work and oh, it might be the next day. It, 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 was, it, was, it was like that. <laughs> and they were giving away a computer. They was like, hey, do you know anybody? And he saw me do that over and over. And it was like Felipe because he did not understand. So before I say what I'm about to say, at the time, he didn't he didn't really understand. You know, he was, you know, we was we were in our early 20s. You know, he went the most spiritual cat in the world. So he was like, man, he was like. 
Did you say your song to the devil or something? Because every time you say something, <laughs> it happens. So yeah, synchronicity. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm saying that to say that, and the same thing with when I first started my business when I was married to my first wife. You know, I told her like I was like, "Hey, look, as soon as you say you cool, now if you change your mind later on down the road, I'm. But as soon as you say you cool, I'm going into this deep. It's almost like a conscious." meditative state where I am so fixated on that goal because I see that light. Everything, I don't see nothing beside me. So by the time I get to that light, if you're not right there with me, like, we're going to be light years apart. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I mean, that's the nature of it. Yeah, so I, so I was playing about the, the deal, but there are some things that I have seen. I have read certain books I read this one book, I uh, can't remember the name of it, but it had mentioned something about uh, Einstein time. Have you ever heard about the theory? Yeah, yeah. What book is that? Ah! <clears throat> oh, I can't remember me. the name of it. Hold on, let can't me ask the my name wife. Babe, what book had Einstein time in it? I'm on Felipe showing. No, it's not the upper limit, but Big Leap? Yeah. That's no, it's not Big Leap. It's not Big Leap. It's the book we read after Big Leap. The one that has the upper limit concept in it. Yeah, that's the one. Bro, I'm gonna have to give back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so, so I, I was, I was getting on a plane. This is a y'all might think I might, I might lose every, every listener when I say what I'm about to say. But uh, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Like y'all gonna love me after this because y'all, y'all gonna know what the book is. And I, what's the name of that book? But so I had just finished listening to that 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 section of the book. And it mentioned Einstein time. You're ba- so basically what Einstein time, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but basically what Einstein is, is that you you will hear or see things happening before they happen. Correct? So it's almost like you have an unlimited amount of time. Like So you, we think of time as, <clears throat> oh man, it's, tw- it's two o'clock. Two, two o'clock lasts one minute. I mean, I mean two, two o'clock to 201 is one minute. But really, that ain't how this thing works. So literally, dude, and it, it freaked me out, man. I um, I had I had my earpods in. <clears throat> no, 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 no. I had to take. No, I remember what it was. I had to take my um, my 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 um, Apple Watch off to go through TSA. And when they went through the TSA machine, I picked it up, and <sighs> this freaked me out. Five seconds before the watch dropped, I heard it drop and break. I looked around like, what in the world? Then it actually dropped. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, like, what is that? Yeah. It was Einstein time. Yeah. And when, and so, and that's where I was going earlier. Even when I mentioned the whole, the whole thing about Neo, you know, and Morpheus, like this stuff is, I mean, <laughs> the Facebook is kind of like the Matrix. You know, yeah. we're gonna go there right now, but you know, so there's there there's so many things that we have that are unexplainable and 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 as you said, limited beliefs, that's also a part because we've been told, you know, we've been built if you can't hear, eat, see, touch it, if you can't use your senses, your mm-hmm. physical senses, but we always say stuff like Man, I got a bad feeling about this. Yep. 
you know, oh, I got a good feeling about this. Or this person has negative energy. This person has positive. So we're, we're all in our field. What is, what is a feeling? You can't touch a feeling. You know, so I feel like all of that is part of mental evolution. So what, where I'm going with this is, so as it relates, I want us to get as deep as possible as we can before 9.30. So okay. uh, as far as feelings, and if there's anything that you need to touch, that you that you knew you want to touch on, please, because, yeah. you know, we're just going, you know how we talk, brother. So, um, but as far as feelings or just that deeper level of evolution, what do you feel? I know we talked about the limiting beliefs, but what do you feel can help us as humans? Because I feel like it's almost not that it's it's almost like a life or death to be totally honest it's almost like a life or death thing that we do evolve to that place because right now we're so superficial i mean look how dangerous our country is right now for no reason at all you know black lives matter blue lives matter all this stuff that the only thing that should matter is that i'm a human that's an animal we're the same i'm not like this animal going back to your initial point yeah if a tiger sees us in the if if a if a uh, <laughs> if a group of tigers see us in the jungle, they'll go. Wait a minute. Oh, that's a black human. That's a you know what? Hey, you cool with us? <laughs> but we go. They ain't doing that, <laughs> right? They ain't doing that. And then even from a even even from a societal or from a national standpoint, if the country got invaded or we were at war. Nobody cares what color that soldier is. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're 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 at a point, in, in my opinion, where we need to start evolving and vibrating at a much higher level. Yeah. So can we? So can we? Kind of is there is there something that you can tell us about people that do want to? Because we might have somebody on here that 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 is struggling with that. That knows that man. Like I don't like being you know, prejudice, racist, or, or whatever, you know, against yeah. another person over something that's so superficial and so something that really, it really, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. I think ultimately it begins with uh, surrendering ego. Uh, hmm. And <laughs> surrendering ego is something you do every day, all day, throughout the day. It's just, hmm. you just come to notice that you're in the middle of doing something that's being driven by a story that you've been taught to believe but mm. that ultimately is not true. You know, mm. um, that's the main thing. It, it begins with, um, for me, it began with uh, coaching, a lot of meditation. Uh, I had some uh, some trauma. I still, I mean, I still carry some trauma and some PTSD stuff. Uh, so I got into like the yoga, uh, EMDR, which is eye movement, uh, desensitization, reprocessing, which is a trauma therapy, uh, the hypnosis, um, you know, dance, music. It's it's a matter of finding a space in which you can express yourself and see who else is either enjoying your expression or expressing themselves in a way that uh, creates a harmony with you, indicating that they share your vision. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the key because. Once we feel a sense of belonging, once we feel a sense of safety, once we feel that we're in a place where we won't be shamed for the disclosure of our truth 
and for allowing you know, slowly little subtler facets of ourselves to come out, then we've developed intimacy and 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 the the the, the love of presence that keeps us out of ego. Because the only thing that keeps a person out of ego is awareness. And the main driver for awareness is some sort of love, some sort of mm. curiosity, some sort of, of drive to see what is in the other. You know, and I'm not talking about like a physical infatuation. I'm talking about like um, really wanting to see who your kids are beyond mm. uh, cultural roles, really wanting to mm. see who you're married to beyond just having them play a, a cartoon or TV wife, you know, really mm. getting to know why your parents are the way they are now that they're no longer having to actually live in the house with you and and, and um, raise you. You know, mm. sitting sitting down and realizing when you're triggered, how are you different? What are the different parts of you at war inside of you, and which ones come to the foreground when, and how does that manifest? And which ones do you wish would come forward less often? And how do you quiet that part of your mind? You know, and it's the quiet that leads to the evolution. You know, evolution is about heading towards consciousness. Consciousness is really about organized information, mm. you know? So the less noise you have in your mind in any given moment, the more you can be conscious, conscious of where you are, the more present you can be, you know? Mm. The more you can let in and the more that is meaningful to you and that will nurture you that you can let in as opposed to letting in toxic things or putting out things that end up rebounding later and coming back to you as drama as poison, as negative emotions. Mm, you just, uh, so many people are unaware that their subconscious mind controls them, right? Because you just mm -hmm. talked about consciousness and quiet and people are like, well, what does that mean? What that means, everybody, <laughs> is that Med things like meditation. The purpose of meditation is for you to train or to basically get control over your mind, more importantly, your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is the most damaging part of your being, in my opinion, because it is one that is running without your authority. You talk about little voices and stuff. Oh, I got, you know, what you're hearing is your your uh, whatever was programmed as a child and all through throughout your life. It's not a conscious thought. It is an unconscious thought that is controlling you. And you wonder why you know, things like fear, like, oh, I got a fear of public speaking. I got a fear of this, fear of that, fear of whatever. A lot of that is stuff that you ain't even, you ain't even dealt with. But your subconscious mind is telling you you're not good enough. Really, that's your parent telling you you're not good enough or whoever put those thoughts. Correct me if I'm wrong, because Dr. Man is way smarter than I am. You know, I'm just a, you know, we're going to talk about Dickie and the brain at some point, y'all, but yep, that's, yep. A whole nother, that's a whole nother uh, situation. But when you realize that your subconscious mind it's really your puppet master. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's your puppet master. 
And once you start to understand that you have to get total control of your subconscious mind or it will wreak havoc on your life forever. And that's, and, but, but, but most, but it's not a, it's not a topic that people talk about, right? Like you, most of us walk around unaware that we're not being controlled by, by the thoughts that we want, that we want to have. We're being controlled by thoughts that we do not want to have right now. Everybody listening, try to stop thinking. (laughs) You can't turn your mind off. (laughs) You can't do it. So you have to do things like meditation, concentrate on your breathing, concentrate on this, concentrate on, you know, you know, think about what's going on around you. Look at the host. You got to do it because your, your, your subconscious mind is on go all the time. It has its own little script and its own little mission that is on. Yeah. And that mission does not, and that, and that scripting does not understand the difference between what somebody telling you is BS growing up as a child or what somebody told. So if your parents grew up telling you, man, you can be the president, you can be the president, you can be whatever you want to be, blah, 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 blah. You are going to believe that you can be all of that. Like I got, yeah. I, I got a, a friend of mine's that told me that his parents were just awesome. Like they told him he could do it. And he's really, he does everything. He's, he runs Iron Man. He's just blah, 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 blah. like, dude, <laughs> my brain, <laughs> I, I fight past stuff every day. <laughs> you know, that I got told that I was, <laughs> that, um, that um, I couldn't do. So, so, so with that, how do people, because I would think that getting control of your subconscious mind has a lot to play with you being able to evolve past a certain point. Yep. So yep. with that, with that thought, how does one quiet that joker that don't know how to shut the H-E double hockey sticks up in him, like how, what, 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 like what are some baby steps that somebody can take? Uh, well, the first step is to learn to observe your unconscious mind, and the way you do that is to watch yourself the times when you fly off the handle, when you're triggered. Uh, mm. Look at what you do naturally. Look at the things that you do that you narrate negatively. Look at the things that happen to you that you undervalue with your language. You know. Um, Everything from, um, you know, speaking dismissively to your wife and kids who are choices that you made. You chose your wife, uh, you know, in our culture, you know, if American culture, and you created these kids. These are projections of you, yet you're, mm-hmm. if you're constantly berating them and undervalue them, this is how you're, you're self-loathing. You know, if you identify mm-hmm. with a tribe that is a tribe of low self-esteem, be aware of that. Be aware mm. what is embedded in your tribe and really what your tribe is proud of, what your tribe is ashamed of, and how that is affecting you as a person on a subconscious level. Mm. And that's the beginning to observe because a lot of us jump in and st- try to change things. But when you change things, uh, you're going to change things after you evaluate things. And a lot of times it's that premature judgment of yourself that interferes with self-acceptance, which uh, mm. we need for self-love and self-observation. 
because if you're criticizing yourself, your your brain will hide things from you. You'll be the most absent-minded, for, forgetful, uh, you know, <laughs> son of a somebody that you've ever seen. Yeah. Mm. Hold on, I was reading. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So ultimately, the process begins with observation, with the intention of not doing anything. And this works mm. for everything. From uh, if a person wants to create an intention to stop drinking, for example. The first step is to take an honest look at what your drinking is doing to you and mm. what you're giving up because of your drinking and asking yourself, are these things that you've thought through the value? Because a lot of times when we take on a maladaptive habit, a dysfunctional habit, we don't think through the other stuff. We just assume that's all we got. During fear, we make the decision and we hold on to it. Mm. You know, when people enter uh, toxic relationships, usually they did that on autopilot. And if you're in a toxic relationship, ask yourself, let me look at this relationship and see what are the things that draw me to this kind of relationship? Oh, I feel safest when I'm being yelled at, you know? <laughs> or I feel, uh, I like negative attention. I grew up believing that any attention is good attention or whatever other phrases we're telling ourselves that lead to these outcomes that we complain about on the surface, yet our subconscious continues to do. You know, a person will complain about one type of person, and as soon as they're away from them, they'll come up with a, a cardboard copy, or they'll rebound into the opposite involuntarily, unconsciously, then get their feelings hurt on that end of the pool and come bouncing mm. back to the other end, saying that this, this has been treated them better and it wasn't that bad after all. You know, mm. when we get intentional, we start realizing that we have these scripts that are running, and then we see what happens. What happens if I fight this script? that script we don't mess with you know mm -hmm. you get that ex existential crisis <laughs> mm -hmm. where you ask yourself the wrong questions and you actually go on journey for the answer you know, but still mm -hmm. once you can observe yourself without judging then you'll find that um everything going on around you that triggers noise in you everything that gets a reaction out of you is because of things you believe about yourself mm -hmm. you know if you believe that a person should be a certain height, their skin should be a certain tone, their hair should be a certain way, they should have this degree, they should have this income, they should live in this kind of house, and you don't have it yet, with the same energy that you're, 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 you're low-key judging people around you for not having it, you're applying that judgment to yourself at all times. And as mm. such, anytime you're trying to take a real look around you to see what you do have, which is a real indicator of what you valued up until now as demonstrated by your actions, your choices, your behaviors, your words, and your commitments. Yeah. If, if, if you don't take a look at that, observe that, then if you're, if you, you you're going to do the self-deception where you're going to have your head in the future all the time and not really have made a clear decision as to what is the path from here to there. You know, if you're trying to get to Florida from New York, it's a whole different thing than trying to get to Florida from Paris. You know, you want to make sure you know mm -hmm. which way you're going. So you want to have that clarity of what you want. And then you have to take the time to observe the things that you're doing that are contrary to what you want or to notice that you don't really know what you want or to realize that what you want, you don't know why you want it. So you're, you're, you're willing to take any version of it or anything close. Mm -hmm. When you're really clear on what you want, um, then you can tell what is noise. The things that aren't related to it are what is noise. And the practice of deliberately returning your attention and your focus and your energy and your love to the thing that you say you love 
is what creates a narrative in which people say this person makes decisions on their values, not on their impulses. Mm. You know, this is a person who, when they say they will, it's because they will apply their willpower. Right. You know, not someone who they'll promise you they'll be somewhere and they can't make it because their mood changed. Mm. Because they got distracted by someone flirting on the way there. Right. You know, the, the evolution process deciding what you want bad enough to leave behind things that you're 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 waddling in right now, you know, that you're wallowing in, <laughs> you know, you know, so that you can uh serve and play your role further down the line, which is ultimately moving forward the evolution of other minds. That's always our purpose to move forward to the point where we belong, turn around, bring some more people forward, have them lift us so we can rest and move forward again and return. We continue as a tribe, as a species to move forward by propagating this information and propagating this the, uh, a blueprint to each other as to how we learn to evolve our minds from within based off our desires and values and passions. Mm. Man, that is. Once I learn how to uh, to meditate and then just listen to my thoughts, and then just let them float on by, just let them, you know, just let them, just like where is this coming from? It's, it, it it can get scary because you're like, why am I having this thought? And once you master the ability to really not be so consumed and so controlled by your internal programming and your subconscious, it is such a freeing and liberating thing. And I feel like if more people would start to understand that not only is their subconscious holding them back, it's also telling you a bunch of lies. Absolutely. You know, when you start, when you start thinking about, you know, people saying stuff like, I can't, you know, and I, and I got a big thing in my house with my kids. Like, we don't try anything. We don't, if, if you're going to try it, don't do it. That's my motto. If you're gonna try something, that why why even don't even don't even bother with it. Yeah. And also, you know, don't like the the word can't. You know, I can't do it. Like I got a four year old son, and like I don't allow can't. Like no, no, you can't. No. Because you know, a four year old will say something like, "I can't tie my shoes. Mm-hmm. I can't. You can't tie your shoes. Why? <laughs> you got hands. I got hands. You got fingers. I got fingers. Why can't you?" Now, if you don't want to tie your shoes, okay, I get it. Or you're tired, or you're tired of the process of learning how to tie. I get it. But to say that you can't is you you basically are getting yourself accustomed to, in my opinion, quitting and giving yourself an out to things that you don't need to have an out for. Yep, excuse making. Yeah, and. That's the reason why I hate like even the whole victim, like right now, it's it's so popular to be a victim in our society, you know, and I'm this helpless victim. Let me tell you my victim story and how the world did me wrong and I'm still stuck as a victim. I want to I want to make I want to make all this money off being the victim. 
I want to make all the money off being the victor. So I can show you how to be the victor and how to be victorious. Uh, you might not go to Harvard like Dr. Manning, but you can still be victorious. But, <laughs> but you know, so, but, but with that, like so many people just don't understand. It's like they don't get it. I don't care if you are a Christian, a Buddhist, a Muslim, or an atheist. The one thing we all know is that words are, to me, the most powerful thing that we have. What you tell yourself, what others tell you, all of that. That is the most, like, you know, you heard those sticks and stones may break my bones, words never, man, please. <laughs> you may not remember that punch. Huh? Words stay with you, bro. <laughs> right. I don't remember the spankings, but I remember the negative words that my mom spoke, and they and they're there. I can't remember how bad the spanking was. Like, oh, I can't think about it. Oh my god! Oh, ooh, that was. Yeah. You know, I know. I believe it was bad. You know, because I remember crying. But those words, yeah. we got it twisted. We got to start. If ain't no if 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 the world is telling you no. You, these better be telling yourself, yes, I can, I am. I look in the mirror every day and tell myself, I am, I can, I am a champion. I am a warrior. I can do all things that are possible. If Jeff Bezos or Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or Dr. Manny, <laughs> I just put you in the <laughs> I enjoyed the context. <laughs> if... If they can do it, I can do the exact same thing or higher because we're all human beings. We all, I don't care what color you are, anything else. Yeah, we got societal issues and stuff like that, but a lot of this stuff is in your brain. You telling yourself that if I go certain places, I'm going to get shot. I remember I had a, 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 a co-worker that she wouldn't, used to live in Atlanta. This woman would not go inside of 285. She was 60 years old. Never been inside the perimeter. She said because her parents told her that if she goes into the perimeter, she's going to get shot. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Is the murder rate that high inside of it? I've been inside of woo, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for sparing me because I, <laughs> I went to school in, inside of the perimeter all my life. You know, and now to hear that, I'm like, wow. You know, but she was really scared. But her mind, she still had the mind of a teenager. So with that, man, I mean, so how do you, so, you know, we got about 26 minutes left. So um, how do you get people to release the beast? to calm that mind, to get that mind on your script, not, not you on its script? Well, the funny thing about observation with mine, let me get comfortable. <laughs> the funny <laughs> thing about observation and mind is that um, as you observe uh, and uh, you restore trust with the parts of you, because one of the most effective ways to think about yourself is you have a hungry part, you have a motivated part, you know, you have you have a flirtatious part, you have a, a part, a grumpy part. Yeah. You know? When you start listening to these parts 
uh, and helping them do their job, they they change the way they talk to you. A lot of times we have parts that talk negative to other parts and we get to the point where the parts are in conflict. This is the nature of internal conflict. Uh, one part we're all familiar with is our future selves. And we mistreat our future selves because we always leave stuff for our future selves to do. So you know your future self don't trust your your, your current self, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Until you set up, and, you know, and then um, your future self, your, your current self kind of expects your future self to come back and criticize you. Because a lot of us have given up our future selves to our our parents. We instead of running our future self recognizing scripts and stuff, we we talk mm-hmm. to ourselves like our parents used to, with the limitations. You'll never be anything but this, that, the other. You know that's why you're lazy, this and that. You've always been disrespectful. Whatever we heard, those hurtful words that we heard along the journey, we replace our ability to have this open uh, presence, this curious, introspective, expansive consciousness with fear and negative emotions, because negative emotions result in avoidance, you know, and we avoid things, that means we're not curious about them, uh, about those things. And if we're not curious about something, we can't elaborate it. And that goes for relationships. If we're not curious about someone beyond how they can please us or how we can take advantage of them, then we're not going to be able to see aspects of them that will take us to a whole different world. You know, mm. their, their love for art, their love for cooking, their love for dance, theater, ballet, or whatever it is that that person has cultivated a, a subtle appreciation for, when you could open yourself up to that, then you can expand. So ultimately, um, releasing your most powerful self is moving from the mindset that when you're alone, you're lonely. Now, when you move from that state, you lose the fear of other people's opinions you lose the fear of abandonment that triggers this tribal uh, animalistic clinging response to anyone who will have you, anyone who will attend to you way below your standards. Mm. In the alone time, uh, what you develop is an understanding of your way of thinking and how you operate in the quiet, how you get to the quiet. And then if you spend more of that time alone, you start cultivating parts of you that you're curious about and not parts to impress other people, parts that you're just wondering what you could do with them, then you'll start to sublimate. And sublimation is one of the advanced uh, coping mechanisms. It's when you look at a piece of art or you listen to some lyrics or you take some food or you see someone in a boxing match and you say that person has poured their pain into that practice because they can, mm. there's a state they can reach. Yeah, that state, yeah. that flow state, that's the quietest state your mind can get to. It's just, it's a state where your body is like, I got this. And anything that's coming, I got that too. I'll make it up as we go along because I've got this. I, I just, just trust me. When your whole system can say, trust me, because you're that prepared, you're that confident, you're that competent, you're that surrounded by a support team, you have that much access to your resources where all you need to do is do the thing and the other things will show up then you're in full mm. manifest mode. Yeah. Mm. And you won't get to there as long as you're in the drama, you're in the jealousy, you're in the in the petty competitiveness, you're in the keeping up with the Joneses. All these things create ego-based representations. At any time you're experiencing anything through the lens of ego, it inevitably has scarcity because ego separates you. 
Mm. Ego leads to comparison. Wherever you are now, the second you activate ego, you can't fully be present because now you got to activate the part of your mind that either has to think about another place where the grass might be greener or a place in the future where you might be more successful or back to your high school football days when you were surrounded by all the ladies and all the cool guys. You know, any any comparison, whether it's other people's property or different parts in your life, diminishes your sense of presence and your value of where you are now. And that stays mm. with you. That stays with you. And if you're doing it as a habit, that rumination, that constant self-criticism, that self-deprecation, that choosing people who don't treat you in the manner that you deserve to be treated. You know, if you're doing that as a way of being, then you develop a bit of a fixed mindset because everyone around you is prone to giving you rejecting, limiting, scarcity-based feedback. Yeah, No one wants to see you do, but so much better because they don't know that there's better out there that allows both of you to eat. You know, so this you doing better. They're like, oh, he's doing better. I can go ahead and choke him out so that he don't eat up all the food with these new tactics he's learning. As opposed to let me and this guy team up and let's go make better pies. You know? Mm. Mm. We just had a, a question. Uh, so can you get there on your own or does it require outside help or therapy? I respond that therapy helps, helps you get there fast. So you can do it by yourself, but it's just going, it's a, yeah. you, you, you are constantly fighting yourself at that point. Yeah. And ultimately if you do it by yourself, it won't be worth it <laughs> because mm. what we, we are creatures of meaning and meaning exists in context and context only exists when there's other people there with you validating what you're perceiving. You know, a song sounds better when you have other people with you like this thing jamming. I know. Yeah. And y'all hype each other up and you enjoy it more. You know, as humans, our nature is to share. Yeah. Mm. You learn exponentially faster the second you decide to share with people, because the second you try to teach people something, you realize the aspects of it that you don't know. You realize aspects of it that you stored in your mind in ways that are incoherent and inarticulable, ineffable. And then doing the work of simplifying it, clarifying it, making it interesting enough where people stick around, that's the process in which you reconnect with your own passion and you clarify and distill your own drive and your own vision so you can pass mm. it on to someone else. And again, this mm. is the nature of mental evolution. Mm -hmm. you're, you're allowing someone to be catalyzed, move forward through the means that you have in your mind. Mm. You know? So I you got the book. It. You got, which one, which one? Virus of the mind, psycho cybernetics. Psycho cybernetics. Yes, that's Max. That's Max, it. Max Schatz, Max Schwartz. What's his name? Yeah, I think. Max, I think. I think it is Schwartz. Yeah, I think, I think that's Pittsburgh. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a plastic surgeon. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the psycho cybernetics is one of the cleanest models of um of tuning your mind. It uses a metaphor of you know basically, uh, I think perceptual control theory is the original software theory that they used to use with robots to help robots mm. like see see reality and stuff. Mm. And so second cybernetics basically teaches you how to just take each of the different parts of your processes and and clean them up so you can work like the smoothest machine ever. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. it's it's not worth it to do it by yourself. Because here's the thing, when I was in my depression, I spent two years by myself learning techniques I did all kinds of writing, I did yoga, I did meditation, I was running, I was lifting, I was eating increasingly nutritiously. But honestly, it wasn't until 
um, I started um, pulling myself back out and connecting to people to serve that I really started to grow. And I started to grow significantly. And then I started to feel better about myself because I started to see the value in the experience that I'd had. And it allowed me to grow even more. Watching other people grow was like a review or a chance to see the stuff from a different perspective. So you need the other people. That's the context. You know, you can't have a hero's journey if you don't come back, you know, and tell the people the amazing thing you did so they can try it too. You know, that's the nature of the species. Mm. You bring each other forward. Don't do it yourself. Do it with a tribe, that tribe that loves you. Because that was that was one 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 of the things that uh you know, of course, you know, like there are ways that you can, you know, that we can, you know, basically, you know, use NLP uh hypnotherapy to hypnotize ourselves by recording ourselves while, you know, and doing the scripts. But I've just always been one that I would much rather use somebody else. Yeah. You know, because if I'm like like you said, if I'm depressed, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Whatever I recorded, you know, prior to that, it, it might not, you know, I, I might go somewhere that 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 I record and I ain't gonna be able to bring that up. So, yeah. um, so I I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah. So we got, we got about fifteen minutes left. Is there anything else that that uh, we didn't touch on that you wanted to get into, just so I can make sure before I start asking more questions, as still in all your mind, your mind. Mind, your your mental evolution is happening anyway. It's just mm. a matter of not slowing it down by distracting or sabotaging yourself. I mean, look at look at kids. They're gonna hit puberty. They're gonna grow. Mm. Now, some of them are gonna grow less well because of their sleep cycle, their nutrition, their prefrontal cortex, the front of their brain is gonna grow. Now, if they hit some drugs early enough, they can knock themselves off track. If they had some toxic events or they were in environments with, with pollution um, and they broke a leg, they were abused, you know, you'll see the marks. But mm. ultimately, we each have this, this, you know, a lot of people refer to it as this soul, this central energetic script that's running, that's, that's doing something. If you tune in and listen to what it's attempting to do and then become a steward of your own expansion then your evolution takes place naturally you'll find yourself wanting to spend more time alone to to do the introspection reflection that allows for expansion expansion of you not expansion to meet the needs of the circumstances or the people around you mm. and then you'll and then you'll attract people who actually like you <laughs> instead of people who you constantly have to please you know you'll you'll attract people that see value in you being your best self and even see value in helping you when you're you're less yourself. And that's that whole thing about us not really understanding in totality how this thing works because that word attraction is a very powerful word. And people do not understand how powerful it is and how even though we know, you know, we use we we use all of these, for lack of a better way of saying this, energetically based words, like attraction. You're attracted to a magnet, has you know. And when when I was I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was telling them when when you're 
when you're in a manifestation state, when you're in a extremely focused hyper state, the reason that people that are high functioning or that are manifesting or in a, or in a, how can I say this? In a, uh, I don't want to use the word admirable state, but if you're in a, in a, in a state where you're seen as the, the epitome of whatever it is. And we all, say that again? Exalted state. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. So yes. Right. Okay. So I remember I was, I was like, I'm sorry, y'all. Like I've been in relationships, you know, I just, I've been in some good ones, but I've been in some and I'm like, what the hell? But, uh, <laughs> you know, cause I remember I was in a relationship one time and, you know, and the woman, she just perverted everything about me. You know, she didn't realize that I was manifesting. And I had, I told somebody earlier today, I was doing, I was coaching a client and I said, you got to realize that when you're, when you're in a state where you're manifesting and you're asking the universe for something, the only way that we can monetize our worth on this planet for the majority of us is through people. So you have to be able to attract people to whatever it is that you're doing. When you are attracting people, you're attracting men and women. Unfortunately, the problem is that in this relationship I was in, all she saw was the women that were being attracted, but they were they weren't being attracted. They were, I mean, someone probably were being attracted on a physical level, but they were being attracted because of the energy that I was putting out. And I needed that in order to get accomplished what I was looking to accomplish. So I'm saying that because people don't understand that. And I also realized that we, I, 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 you might want to be on the, on the episode. I'm talking about this, the downfall of man, of high functioning men. And that's the reason why the last level of, uh, I'm going to use the word attack. It's really not an attack. It's just that you got all of these, you got the you you got this shine on you, or you got these you know people being attracted to you. So now you got women, men, whatever. But if you're a heterosexual male, all you're seeing is women. Oh man, she's fine. Blah blah blah. blah. So and they're attracted to your uh, to your to your shine, for lack of a better word. You know, I'm not using words that you know that you would use at Harvard. Everybody. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just I give uh, Dr. Mandy a hard time, but um, but they're attracted to it. It's like an athlete. Same thing. Those are high functioning. They are the best basketball players in the you know what I'm saying, or football players or whatever. Same thing with entertainers. But they don't understand it because they're 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 a lot of them are on on a, on a more carnal level. They're there because of their physical prowess. So they aren't even trying to get here where we are a lot of times. So, but in reading and just understanding that, man, look, no, nah, this ain't about, you know, okay, yeah, I, I got all these, you know, people been attracted to me. Now I gotta, I gotta master self at that point. I gotta have self-control. Hopefully I got, got a, a good woman in my life, you know, that can help me satisfy my needs because it is a lot. You know, when you are constantly bombarded with that, like boom, 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 like everybody is just drawn to you and it's, and I, I can see how you'll have people failing at that stage because it's like the final stage. It's like the yeah. it's like the boss level. It's like the Mike Tyson level in Punch Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I, we'll talk about that. Yeah, one of the things I want to say about that is um, 
the approach that I've studied as far as leadership is authentic leadership. And what yeah. they say in authentic leadership is um, the importance of, you know, there's, we all know the halo effect where when you put out a, a clear signal and you attract people around you uh, that are attracted to signal, you, you become this epicenter, you know, where you're the thing that the people are talking about, but it's not really, you don't want to get, well, I've always reminded myself not to get caught in the illusion that it's not about me. It's about the signal. It's about the energy, like you said. So one of the things that it's important to have happen, at least in my practice, is the, the depersonalization, where you basically point people to the things that uh, the tribal values that they're attracted to so that they can realize it's not about you. You know, well, to me, mm. it's, it's, you know, it's not because to me, at any point in time, if I get caught up in my head about who's calling, who's flirting, who's interested, and even really how much money something is generating, whether it's a talk or whatever, then mm -hmm. then it's easy to lose track of the work. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've done this before where, you know, I worked endless hours because, you know, I was grinding double overtime, whatever, you know, uh, or I was chasing... Um, selling a piece of software as a startup, you know, as part of a startup. And then you get to the point where you haven't taken the time to discipline yourself to slow down. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and the reason is that if you're sprinting pure hedonism, you know, um, then there's a place where you'll disconnect the physical, the lust, the, the, the race, the velocity, the, the rush, the momentum, will disconnect you from the truth and stillness of the present and the mm. truth and stillness, truth and opportunity of the relationships that come in front of us, you know, because mm. with me, especially with the work that I do, when someone comes to me, my goal has to always be to figure out what the wounds are in this person that lead them to approach me in the way that they're approaching me. Mm. You know, if someone's approaching me with accelerated sexuality, well, me, I'd be like, okay, all right, back up, ma'am. What's, you know, what's that? <laughs> right. What's that about? Right. You know, um, and and that took getting beyond the initial ooh, shouty hot, she hollering. You know, that right, took, right, right. I get took, it. And, and and it wasn't a short journey from that. You know, but um, the depersonalization is is an important part because you'll see churches and businesses where people suck the energy out of what that organization could have been by being mm. caught up in the egocentric, uh, you know, uh, self-absorbed um, suction of the supply that was ours using mm. it as if they were theirs. You know, mm. if, if, if you're sucking energy out of your, your people in your tribe and you're not making sure that they're, they're pouring it back in, then ultimately the tribe dies. Mm. Yeah. So to me, part of the most important part of authentic leadership is the continued redirection of any energy that is coming towards me, towards the cause. You know, because ultimately, mm. uh, long after I'm gone, I would like to think that any tribe that uh, I'm involved in or led will thrive and they will take care of each other. Mm. So do you have any tribal initiatives right now? Is there a Dr. Manny tribe somewhere around here? Is there a Dr. Manny tribe? There a Dr. Manny tribe somewhere. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
Well, the one I invite people to in public is, uh, it's called Dr. Manny's Asylum Triage on Facebook. Mm, okay. That's, okay. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Um, that's that's uh, my meditation and neuroscience drive. So. That's the, uh, that's the level one. That's the first stage of the game, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's level and one. Yeah, that's 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 the only one we need to talk about. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Come, so, come through talk some neuroscience, you know. And um right. I have a hashtag asylum awaits, uh, which you can find throughout the internet. And you know, I'm me and my writing team, my social media team, they they manage all that and they let me know what's going on and I drop by and, and read that stuff. Um so you can engage with me there and you'll meet some of the people I hang out with out in public, but I increasingly uh am going behind the scenes and loving the people who love me and contributing to the people who contribute to me mm. and Absolutely. that takes a certain amount of isolation and withdrawal from the general population mm. so if there was one thing that you had to leave people with on tonight what would that one thing be well, we're alive enjoy it Mm. enjoy it where we are alive this this has been a heck of a year um wherever you are right now be grateful mm. it's just, wherever you are right now be yeah be grateful just 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 do it trust me just do it that's it so gratitude i want to i want is the ultimate mental evolution the ability to attain the state of gratitude and to perceive abundance around you. Mm. That's evolution. Because fear mm. is the blocker of evolution. Mm. So I want to tell y'all, y'all going to be seeing a whole lot more of Dr. Manning around here. We got some things that we're about to put together. Um, the whole purpose of this, of this podcast was for us to get your mind Right, and um, we're going to, I guarantee you that you will not listen to this podcast. Do some of the things that we're about to put together and be the same person because at the end of the day, I have gone through a lot. Dr. Manny talked, I already told you, you know, he done, he done, he done had five Bentleys, lost all of them. You know what I'm saying? And that he got Bugattis, you know, so, you know, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding, y'all. But <laughs> yeah. it, it was real. I mean, you're, the whole purpose of this show is so you can be empowered. And if you got any topics or anything that you would like to see us cover, just go to the businessofyourmind.com. Hit us, hit me up on Facebook or wherever, you know, and let's get it. Because at the end of the day, I know, I know Dr. Manny's passion is helping people. It's helping you get past because we both have situations where we grew up in situations that, that are, weren't ideal. We didn't grow up in a situation where our parents were like, yeah, you know, you can be whatever you want to be and you can, everything is, you're an amazing kid and you're just going to be powerful. You're going to go to Harvard. You're going to start a business. Oh, no. You're going to write. My parents were on me for that now. They were like, you. <laughs> oh, you are going to Harvard. Well, my parents told me that when I was in like third grade, bro. 
Okay, so his parents told him that. <laughs> oh, so he so there was still some trauma associated with that as well. Um, yeah. But Special basically, what I'm saying is that, that right. <laughs> so, so basically, what I'm saying, y'all, is that we want to make sure that y'all are being empowered and that nothing. I don't care where you are in life right now. You can change your life just like that. And once you realize that, and that's what the purpose of this show is, is for you to be able to take control of your mind and get it right so that that way we're not, you know, stuck in this pattern of us believing that we're anything less than what we are. So with that being said, man, I appreciate you, Dr. Manny. Uh, for coming on, brother. And if you could sign us off with the power of, you know, with the business of your mind. Okay. <laughs> business of your mind. Is that a little bit yeah. out of the practicing, bro? <laughs> it was, it was. You know, I clowned him last time. He, he got it, y'all. He got okay, it. Look, you. we're going to be, we, I, I, <laughs> I enjoyed this. We're going to be back on next week. I hope y'all have been enjoying the the, the, the show that new intro we got is fire. And we will be back on next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with another phenomenal guest. We got Dr. Shay Brown coming on. The brother is just the happiest person I have ever seen in the history of happiness. But uh, we're about to get to it, y'all. I love you, brother. I love everybody watching yeah. it. And let's get it, y'all. The business of your mind. And we out. If you want to get your business right, you've got to get your mind right. Businessofyourmind.com.